We're going to jump into a message, a message that I've created um, with the help of the Holy Spirit for a season just like this. Uh, this sermon actually came from uh, a leader's lab that we had not too long ago. We talked about the idea of suffering, the idea of, 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 of pain, the idea of Christians and Christianity and, and within our beliefs, understanding that we don't extract pain and suffering, that that's actually also part of our theology. We believe that God can make a way through it. Um, so wherever you're gathering, I'm going to encourage you, like Dennis said, pull your notes out, get ready for an encouraging message, and it's all Bible-based. So we're so glad you made it here. Uh, if you don't usually come to church on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday night for youth or young adult service, we just want to say welcome. We love you so much. Uh, before we do anything, let's pray. God, we love you so much. We thank you for allowing us to be here uh, through this do this platform, God, leveraging technology to be the church that you need us to be. Uh, how much have we said this just as believers, as a faith community? We've said that the method will always change, but the message will stay the same. And God, it's in moments like these that the church will rise up. It's moments like these, Lord, that we will see what, what your word says, who you say we are and how we ought to act and walk and talk and live in these different moments. God, we love you so much, and we thank you. And everybody says, amen. I want to encourage you, first and foremost, I really believe that our country, our, our world, is in the state of panic. And let me encourage you, if there's any time that God needed you to be a fully devoted believer in Jesus, it's right now. Like, I, I believe there's some times where it's easier to flow into the rhythm of things. There's some moments in our lives, some seasons where it's easier. You know, we got a bit more uh, time on our hands or we have a bit more freedom. We're able, to, we're able to pour ourselves more into the church. If there's any moment that your church needs you, that Jesus needs you, that the world needs you, I believe it's right now that people are just losing, they're losing their heads and, and, and that when people look at you, that they have some type of consistency. They get some type of, some type of spiritual... I want to say spiritual vibe from you that, that you don't have all the answers, but you've got all the peace you need in these moments. So I want to talk about an idea about suffering. It says in 1 Peter, if you're taking notes, go ahead. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it says, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, God himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. What an idea that although suffering will last for a little, what God is going to do with the suffering, with the pain, with the anxiety, with the uncertainty, what God's going to do for those who confess him as Lord is he's going to make you stronger through this. He's going to make you more firm, more steadfast. That's what the word says. That's like what the Bible is saying. I really believe the Bible's screaming at us right now, telling us don't panic don't put on worry. Don't put on fear. You need to be a beacon of hope to your family. You need to be a beacon of hope to your friends, to your co-workers. That I may not know all the answers, but I have a God who is my answer and a God that is with me through it all. Do I have a church in here? I know we're online, but we're still able to receive. My first idea is this, that God is strengthening us. He's strengthening us through all of this. You got to see with that perspective that he is strengthening you. Here's what's true. It's an idea that's, it's, you know, it's not an original idea. It's well known. If it's not tested, it can't be trusted. If it's not tested, it can't be trusted. How can I trust something if it's not tested? 
everything you eat, everything you consume, all the medicine you get, there's a, there's a certain time that it is tested for what? Results? Uh, for what? For symptoms? But, but once it's tested, now it can be trusted. And what God is saying through, through, through Peter here in 1 Peter is this, is that the suffering is going to happen, that God doesn't remove all suffering and pain from your life. He works through those things. Like, I really want to preach to you. Like, God sometimes won't change everything around you. He'll just change you and expect you to be him in these moments. I don't know about you. I feel God in the room right now. But God is strengthening us. He's testing us for these moments to be Jesus, to be Jesus in, in darkness. I mean, people are walking around in darkness right now. I was just at Starbucks, and, and the guy that was giving me, uh, the barista giving me my coffee, I mean, he just kept blabbering and bla just going and going and going. And I'm hearing him out. I'm hearing him out. I'm hearing him out. And then he goes into another area of his life. He's like, hey, man, like all my, my, my roommates, we got so much anxiety right now. Like we've got so much going on. Like, so he, he does a lot of talking about, what you know, where he's at, what his life looks like. But then he talks about the condition of his heart and his friend's hearts. And that literally they're just so anxious. And right there in that moment, I spoke to him. I said, hey, Tom, listen, I'm praying for you, bro. I'm believing God can do anything in these moments. That's the type of people we need to be. That when people feel fear, they get to call on you to, to be people of faith. Because that's what God is trying to do. He's, he's trying to strengthen us through this. Here's the thing. God, I mean, he saw it happening, right? In First Peter, it says, verse 10, it says, who called you? The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ. God's forever. He's not just yesterday. He's not just here today. He's also in tomorrow. I want to encourage you. The coronavirus did not strike God by, by you know, it didn't, he, he's not scared of it. It didn't pop out at him. It, it didn't, oh, there's a virus out there. I didn't know. No, God saw this coming. God knew what was going to happen. God even allowed it to happen. Now, does God cause evil? Man, that's a whole nother sermon for a whole nother week. But God allows things to happen that he can work through it, that he can strengthen you through it, that he can take you and grow you and mature you. I love that idea that God is not surprised by this. <laughs> we're, not, we're not sending memos to God because he's not paying attention. He's so invested into your life. He's so invested into what you care about. He's so invested into what, what breaks your heart and what, what's kind of on your heart that, that you're heavy. I want to encourage you. God sees you right where you're at. He knows what you're going through. He knows your heart. He knows you better than anyone. And he is not surprised by this. My next idea is this, that God knows all of you. Is to really encourage you. God knows all of you and he still sent Jesus. God knows what you did yesterday. He knows what, you, what you've done today. And he knows what you're going to do tomorrow. Yet he still sent Jesus to die for you. He, this, is a, this is a message of grace. And I don't know, like so many people are saying, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Tap into the presence of God in that moment. Come on, do something with the boredom. God can do so much more with boredom than you and I can. <laughs> he could do so much more with our time than you and I can. If we find ourselves alone for a little while, man, let's seek the presence of God. Just because the venue isn't open no more doesn't mean the church in us is extinct. We're still the church of God, although we're not physically gathering. That's why I said earlier, this is really a test of the church. Who, who's going who's gonna to post? Who's going to repost? Who's going to share? 
Who's going to spread the link? Who's going to invite? Who's going to still give? Come on, am I talking to anybody? Who's going to still be faithful? This is, this is the moment that the world needs you the most. If you choose panicking and fear as your outcome, just know that you don't stand out anyway. Biblically, realistically, when you look at the Bible and times that the church have been persecuted and times that plagues hit the church left and right, the church only grew stronger. The church only grew larger. I'm here to challenge you. Which side of history are you going to be on? Which side of history are you and I going to be labeled as? Are we going to be labeled as people who are behind the change? Oh, on oh, church online, oh, a TV, I can just stream any. Or, or are we going to be the type of people that say, God, you're doing something new. You're doing something fresh. I'm going to be a part of it. And I'm going to be light in the middle of darkness. God knows all of you and he still sent Jesus. God is not surprised. Listen, God is good and he's also aware. He's good and he is aware. So we think because he's aware and nothing's changing, he's not good. No, God is good and he is aware of everything going on. Yeah, come on, like what's life without suffering, right? I mean, when you look at scripture, this is why Christianity, you know, it, you know, it debunks so many myths. People say all the time, oh, Christianity is just, you know, how to put a mask on and act like everything's okay. It's how to put on, you know, the faith mask and just fake it till you make it. When, when that is so not true, that, like, if I were to press against that argument, I'd say that's the exact opposite of what the gospel is. Do you know who your Jesus is? Do you know who the center of the center is? He is God in man, Jesus, living, and he didn't just live, but he suffered for you, and he died for you. And now you and I get to partake in this suffering for his glory. I wish I had a church in here. I do have a church in here. Come on, somebody. You're at your house. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 4 says this. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Paul's put it up. What, what's going on? You glory in your suffering? How does that happen? How, how is that possible? Many of us sometimes, if you're a little early in the Lord, you don't see any growth out of suffering. You don't see any glory out of suffering. You don't see any glory out of pain. You don't see any glory out of uncertainty. Here's why, because maybe, maybe sometimes you and I, we have our life on the wrong foundation. And once that foundation is rocked, everything goes crazy. If your foundation is money, you're probably very anxious. If your foundation is, is, is the, like the verbal affirmation of the people around you, your, your foundation is shaky right now. Because all sometimes we know is to go to people for verbal affirmation, go to people for acceptance, look at our bank accounts to feel good, look at our job and our schedule to feel all right. And sometimes when God allows your foundations to be shaken, that lets you know the only thing, the only person that deserves the foundation of my life is Jesus and Jesus alone. He's the rock. He's the rock. So we, we, we also glory in our sufferings. Why? Because you can take my money. You can take my life. If I got Jesus, that's all I need. That's the perseverance that this world needs. To see a church that really believes in the gospel. That really believes in the Bible. It says not only do we glory in our sufferings. Listen, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. 
I want to read that again. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. We get this long view on life. When we enter the realm of suffering, pain, uncertainty, fear, challenges, tribulations, when we walk into those things, we have this long view on life that God will get glory out of this one way or another. Why? Because the suffering will produce perseverance. The perseverance will build your character and character will provide hope to the world around you. Can I give you the, the summed up version of this verse? Next idea is this. Suffering leads to hope. When you get the long view and you see it the way God sees it, it's, it's not the end for you. So the enemy wants you to believe this is the end. It's over. God is not done moving in your life. God has promises over you. God has prophetic. I, I wish I'm preaching. God has prophetic words over you. God has something in your life that you ought to carry out and walk out. He's not done with you. When you look at suffering, you need to get the long view and say, man, this suffering will lead to hope. We're at a time in history to stand like never before. We're at a time in history that God's calling us to stand like never before. See, our church, New Birth, we're a place of hope. We're a place of hope, meaning you can walk into a place and experience hope anywhere we have our services or campuses. But in these seasons, God needs you and I to become beacons of hope. Beacons of hope wherever we are. That the church is not four walls, but you are the church wherever you go. You ever met the guy, like the, that one guy, right? That guy. Who's that guy, right? I don't know. We just say it. You ever met that guy, the nah, I'm okay guy? You ever met that guy before? Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm okay. Like, they just got hurt really bad. Like, I don't know if you skateboard. If you ever went skateboarding before and you see someone try to do a flip and it looked like they did the flip and the board did nothing. And you're looking at them on the floor just, like, that was hard. But I know you ate the floor, you know? I know that hurt. And you look at them, hey, man, you all right? And they're like, I'm okay. I'm fine. He's literally gushing blood right down the floor. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Or like someone you know, like, run into a wall. You ever run into a sliding door because you thought it was open? but it was actually shut. They just freshly windexed that wind, you know what I mean? It's so clear, you can't even, and you see someone just bump their head so hard, like, hey, you good? You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. I was like, dude, I'm over here. You're looking the wrong way, I'm over here. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm okay. Listen, that's not what the church is right now. We're not the type of people that deny the very reality of what's going on in the world around us. Our theology is big enough to include pain and suffering. We're not the church that says, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't care about that. We're not, no, we're aware of this, but we're also very aware of a real God with real power. He can do something great in this season through your life. He can do something you've never seen before through this moment of suffering. Because it'll lead to hope. It'll lead to you and I expanding our theology, our belief in God and what he expects from us. Expanding it to the moment that we see that God works everything for our good. Listen, we suffer well because we know what God's going to do through this. I called this sermon. Would you write it at the top of your notes anywhere? Suffer well. As the church, you and I, do you know how we stand out? Do you know how we show Jesus in these moments? We don't, we don't walk in fear. We walk in faith. That's a different type of suffering. If I'm going through pain, yet I have hope, I'm suffering well. 
God is using this to conform us into his image. God is using all these trials and tribulations and uncertainty. It's going to shape us into the image of his son. Can I encourage you to suffer a bit better? Suffer a bit better. Suffer well. That when people see you, they don't know your house is on fire. <laughs> but, but not because you're faking it, but because you know that God is the fire escape. Can I get a church in here? That when people see your life, they say, wait, you, you don't have all the answers. Yet you have your head held high. Yet you've got something supernatural over you. You see, we're not going to run away from God because we feel like God's running away from us. We will not follow our feelings. We will follow our faith that God is with us. Who can be against us? He that lives in me is much greater and stronger than he that is in the world. So I want to encourage you all with these verses. I loved, I love this verse so much. Romans, it says, we, we glory in our sufferings. We glory in our sufferings. Paul in the New Testament, he says, what an honor and a privilege it is to suffer. It's this, this idea, this, this theology that we impart taken suffering for the glory of God, for the glory of God, that we get to do this. I don't know if you've ever seen um, the disciples or if you ever learned how the disciples actually died. You see, the disciples didn't die on vacations, on a heart attack because they just drinking too many pina coladas. The, the disciples died brutal deaths. Uh, I mean, they, they, even, they, they even took someone on, on, a, on a cross and he's like, hey man, I don't deserve to die this way because Jesus died this way. And they flipped his cross upside down. I mean, the, the disciples, they said, man, we'll, we'll go out, but we're going to go out for the glory of God. I'm not declaring this is a moment for you to go out. I'm saying, hey, let's just suffer a bit better. Let's suffer well. If there's one way we're going to preach Jesus, it's not denying the fact that we're going through something, but accepting the very real Jesus that is going through this with us. That he's going to walk with us through the storm. He's going to walk with us through the, the fire, through the pain, through the anxiety. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Come on. I, I really feel the Holy Spirit in this moment. Wherever you're at, wherever you're watching this, let the Holy Spirit ignite you in your life. That you won't see this as opportunities that are now ceasing all around you. But you can see this as doors opening for God to do something. If there's anything you and I need, it's Jesus. If there's anything the world around you needs, it's Jesus. Here's the thing about this virus. It doesn't care about how much money you make. It doesn't care about where you live. It doesn't care about your awards. It doesn't care about your degrees. And if this is a moment that our nation's going to separate due to social, you know, just government authorities saying, hey, to back up and watch out, we're going to be cautious but we're also going to be spiritually aware of what God wants to do in these moments. That God can actually use me to reach people sick, healthy, poor, rich, everybody. God can use me in these moments. So, man, I want to pray with you just for a moment. I want to pray with you and, and, and really take this word and take it to heart. Take it to heart. Right where you're at, go ahead, bow your heads, close your eyes. Um, we've got a couple more announcements, but I just, I just want to pray in this moment. Um, God, we love you so much. We love you and we thank you, uh, God, because you're good and you are aware of what's going on. This is not a surprise to you. This is, this is not catching you off guard. So, God, people that, that call themselves followers of Jesus, people, Father, that, that say that they love you, 
and that they choose you over everything, that you are their solid rock, that you are their foundation. Father, may we all be rooted in everything that you have told us, Lord, that you are for us and not against us, that this suffering will last for a moment, but this will lead to a greater glory. We receive this well. Father, may we have light in us that shines for those around us. Father, I come against anything that the enemy has for us, and I pray that your will be done. Protect your church. Father, this isn't a moment to back away. This isn't a moment to shy away. This isn't a moment to to step back. This is a moment for the church of Jesus to step in and step up. So we love you and we thank you. Come on, can we we shout amen in this room? Come on, can we do it right where you guys? Shout amen.